second so y'all can see what I'm talking about. Uh, just say, the same God, the same God who made a way, is the same God who's here today. No one higher, no one
no shadow that has ever overcome your light and there is no rival that could ever stand against your might you've always been with us every battle you've already won you've already won Let's try it one more time. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your light. And there is no rival that could ever stand against your might. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, you've already no army with the power to conquer truth you've always been with us every battle you've already won we've already won show me show me one thing he can do show me a mountain he can move He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me, show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters He can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. It's possible. There is a kingdom. Advancing at the speed of life And in His kingdom Every dead thing is bound to rise God our Redeemer He is faithful to revive Oh, He will revive Show me one thing He can do Show me a mountain he can move. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Show me, show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can pump. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Shake off despair as I sing out your name A victory dance, I will dance out in faith I will crush disappointment and break every chain All of my fear I will turn into praise Shake off despair as I sing out your name A victory dance, I will dance out in faith I will crush disappointment and break every chain all of my fear I will turn into praise Shake off despair as I sing out your name A victory dance I will dance out in faith I will crush disappointment and break every chain 
one thing that one of my instructors told me, and it was Any questions on the song? Let's go ahead and pray. Thank y'all for coming. So glad to have Sister Alicia.
way back then, they would always sing this song. I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You got it going over there, don't you? (laughs) So you may think our songs these days are kind of repetitious, but I can tell you that they've always been that way, repetitious. But anyhow, um, I hope that all of you are glad today to be in the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So uh, tonight is Youth Sunday, so we want to all be here at 6 o'clock to support our youth and to hear our fabulous youth pastor preach an awesome message. Yes, okay. Uh, Ladies United Fellowship is the 13th. It's going to be at the Fish Fry. And Sister Kylie Birchinol is the speaker, and there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Um, there's going to be, ladies, I know that our men just came back from an incredible men's conference that was held in Garland. So you ladies, we're so happy that of all you men that got to go. I heard it was fabulous. So ladies, we have a glorious ladies conference, and that will also be held in Garland where their men's conference was held. It's going to be on the 23rd. So we want to take a nice group of ladies to that ladies conference in Garland. We're going to have a youth rally here at our church on the 30th of September. So you're all invited to attend that. There's also an announcement that the Crew Fellowship, these are all of you that fit in the age group of 35 to 50. On Saturday, September the 24th, you have a 5 o'clock p.m. meeting, so sign up in the foyer, okay? The Crew Fellowship, ages 35 to 50. The last thing I want to mention this morning is that I really, really, really appreciate uh, the 50 missionaries that our church sponsors every month all over the world, and I, I appreciate your sponsorship. And these missionaries also appreciate your prayer. So I have here, you saw it in your bulletin. We put an insert in your bulletin. We have six missionaries that we support every month that need a sponsor. They need a partner. There are six of them. So you can look over that list in your bulletin and if you do not monthly support a partner there's various amounts listed it'll be listed how much that one supports for every month so we have six of them that really need a monthly supporter in finances and in prayer okay so look over that list and if you do not support one every month just see me because you get their picture on this so you'll be reminded who they are and what they look like and what country that they're in did you come to worship this morning why don't you go ahead and stand shake loose any bit of tiredness you still feel Do you still believe that anything is possible?
crush disappointment and break every chain. All of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out of place. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. All of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance.
have a few needs we're going to take here today. Gene Cavender, Freeland and Armstrong family, but Virgil had passed away, so keep them in prayers. Jody Bolwer, Alexis Roberts, Don Price, Lloyd Ushery, Brooklyn Poole is home, and she's here this morning. Hey. Garrett Landers, Megan Spann, Bob Bolton, which I'm pretty sure I saw Brother Bob here this morning as well. So, <laughs> T.W. Hush, Lois Weems, Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Brother Sister Bristow. I also saw them here this morning. <laughs> Brother Sister Proctor. And then Brother Billy and Sister Vicky Trinado. The song says that we just got finished singing. He's greater than the storm. And I, I, it's funny because I mentioned Peter walking on the water last week. And here God goes giving it to me again. So I promise I'm not running out of stuff. This is just what God's feeding me. So it's what I got to give. There's way too much good stuff happening for me to run out of stuff. So I I definitely don't want y'all to think that. God is still definitely working. He's still moving. And so, matter of fact, I'll I'll just tell y'all this. He's he's giving me my joy back uh, this past weekend. And so, you know, that was a blessing. And that's not easy to say. But um, he's greater than the storm. And And I could not help but think about the story of the fishermen out on the boat. And them seeing Jesus on the water, or not even knowing that it's Jesus, but just some sort of, I mean, I don't know what I would think it is. I would probably think it's like the Loch Ness Monster or something. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but I mean, I'm not saying he's real, but he definitely is. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. But I can't tell you what would be going through my mind in that situation of a stormy night with my, with my brothers. And we see this, this weird figment far off and we're like, what on earth is that? It's not a boat. It's, we don't know what it is. And, it, and it, it can't, what can it be? Because it's in these stormy waters. <laughs> and so finally Peter calls out and he says, God, if this is you... Have me walk out to you. Command me to walk out to you. And Jesus just says, okay, bet. Come. That's all it says. It's all the red letters that are there. It says, come. It's like, wow, okay. So Peter walks on the water, maintaining this eye contact with the miraculous, with the supernatural. And then he realizes, he thinks, but wait, I've got a past behind me. I've got a boat that I left. How is this even possible? And he looks down. And he looks back. I've come here today ridden of shame. I can't, I can't even believe that I had it in the first place because God's already overcome this. But ridden of shame, no longer looking at a past that is scarred and it's marred by the mistakes that I've caused in my life. But now... I'm picked up and I'm looking forward again and I'm saying the supernatural is there. 
my eyes are fixated on my future now. And I'm going to continue to push. And I don't want this to be conviction or condemnation, but I want this to be inspiration. I understand each and every one of us have a past. I'm sure Pastor Meyer even has a past. As great as he is, he's covering his face. But the goal is to look forward and to keep your eyes and to press towards the mark of the high calling of God. Because no matter what that past is, no matter what the storm is currently, God's there. And he's saying, look where I'm at. I'm over the water. I'm on top of it saying, I've already overcome this. So come towards me. Come towards me, my child, my daughter, my son. Keep it coming and keep your eyes on me because I got you covered. So whatever you have, I mean whatever you have, if it's you, if you're just feeling a little down and out, I urge you to step forward in faith and to step out in faith and our ministers will anoint you with oil and let's keep these minds and let's keep these names in our minds as well. Jesus, Lord, we don't understand your call sometimes. We don't understand what you have in store for us. We don't understand why the storm is raging right now, God. (laughs) But what we understand is we have a God that's on top of the storm. We have a God that says, come because I've got you covered. Come because I've shed my blood. Lord, I pray your will be done in each and every single one of our lives and in these needs on this paper here today. In Jesus' name, I plead that precious blood of Jesus over this community, over this congregation, over this nation. In Jesus' name, amen.
Exercise a little bit of faith in this place. And I feel this in the spirit. And I know Pastor will cut me off if it's not right. So I trust my leadership. But right now, you know, we just got off of this men's conference, and one of the things that Brother Tuttle really emphasized and pushed was husbandry and in the in not the sense of a wife and a husband, but husbandry in the sense of brotherhood and kinship in brotherhood in Christ. And he got us he got us to link arms or to link hands or just link in with a brother and here we'll do a sister since there's guys and girls here. Because there he he spoke about there's something how sometimes God's not enough. And now there's a lot of ministers in there so you saw a bunch of this face. And you, I don't know if you saw that, pick that up. It doesn't need to be out there, so that's fine if that didn't pick it up. But there was a lot of concern and a lot of like, oh, what? God's not enough? And he wasn't necessarily saying that, but he referenced in Genesis the story of Adam and Eve and how he gave, he said, man doesn't need to be alone. It's not that man necessarily thought that he didn't need to be alone, but God himself said, man alone is not good. So he sent him a helpmeet. And of course, that was Eve. Well, this is men's conference. We didn't have any Eves there. So he related to, to husbandry, though, and that's brotherhood and kinship. And he related it to, you know, sometimes you might not be getting anything, but you go and pray for someone. And you start to see them just completely lose it. And you're like, man, that's crazy. And it's because God has just sent a helpmeet. Because sometimes it does feel like God is 10,000 miles away. And whenever you're reaching out, you're just, it's just that. It's just reaching out. And you don't necessarily feel anything on the other side. And I would like to add to that, my joy wasn't gone. I was distracted. My eyes had gotten off task, and it's not that my joy had left because God doesn't ever leave us, but it's whenever we get focused on the things of the world. And so I'm going to step out in faith here, and I'm going to ask you to step out in faith, and we won't do it for long because I don't want to disrupt anything because I know Pastor has a word for our hearts. But I would ask you and I would urge you to link arms with a brother, or if you're a woman, a sister. And to step out in faith, and, and if someone you don't normally pray with, go ahead and get uncomfortable with this. And we'll do that right now. You can, you can do whoever.
Let's go ahead and give a hand clap of praise to Jesus real quick. Oh, at this time we'll have the ushers come. God has a crazy way of always making things work out. I would like to uh, like to put a little emphasis on what Sister Meyer spoke about the the missionaries. Brother Matt Tuttle spoke of his time in Amsterdam, and he, he just really told us about some of the struggles and he and uh, about his missionary work. And you know, it's a real call of God to go out into that field and to step out in that much faith. And so I would just like to place the amount of emphasis and importance that that is and by everyone that is already giving and if you're not giving I can't urge you enough because it means the it literally means the world to those guys because it is their world it's their paycheck so just I just could not I cannot emphasis emphasize that and stress the importance on that and then I would like to also um just a prayer request for the U.S. of A our great nation our great country it's remembering 9-11 today and so Let's just remember all the families that were affected by that and just how that shaped us and sculpted us as a nation beyond that point because we unified during that time. And so let's just try and get back to that spot of unity in our nation, not just in the church, but in our nation as a whole because that's the number one attack of the enemy is division. Lord, thank you so much, God, for your already showing of your spirit here today, God. I pray that you would touch each and every one of these givers, God, and those that aren't able to give, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would bless this service here today. You would bless each and every one of these people here financially, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' name, bless this offering. Amen.
thank you for honoring God and our city and me and your brothers and sisters for being here. It would be the trick of the enemy to try to get you to feel that you are unimportant. If you are breathing God's air, you are important. If you are living, you affect people. Sometimes the enemy has a unique way of making us feel unimportant. But your value is phenomenal. The enemy would like for you not to recognize that and just to feel lonely, weak, incapable, etc. But I'm telling you, your next breath tells you he cares. Your next ability to think tells you he cares. Your next ability to eat tells you he cares. I wish you'd look at somebody close and tell you, tell them he cares. We need to say that to each other. We need to know that. We can feel like we're an island in the middle of all the traffic and trade. But our nation is depending on your next dime. Our church family and this facility is depending on your next dollar. It escalates quick. Your value is really a beautiful and wonderful thing. And so anytime you think you're unimportant, just count how many times you breathe the next five minutes. And you will know he ever careth for you. And what a miracle. Brooklyn don't have any idea how many of these people prayed for her. And what a thrill it was to look over and see them in this house today. I, uh, I don't know, somewhere around 2 o'clock this morning, was thinking about all of you all and God and what God's got going and what he's doing. And so... I uh, wrote down a couple of things. and but One of the things I want to just pull out of this is how contagious is carnality? How easy is it to follow somebody that's not following spirituality? So how easy is it to receive the carnal concepts where the contagion of flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh dominate. So it is easy to receive carnal concepts and think that COVID is more socially acceptable 
or that carnality is more socially acceptable. The Bible says the carnal mind is enmity with God. God represents total success. God represents life. God represents love. God represents salvation. God represents future. COVID has a future, but it's not a blessed future. COVID is something that everybody is thinking about and trying to separate themselves from crowds that could possibly have it. And then they think they can associate with the carnal world and not get caught up in that. That's why he said, I will set no wicked thing before mine eye. I will make sure that what I hear is truth. And I will not let gossip affect my life unless I know the truth. And then to deepen that spiritual virtue and to eliminate the COVID concept that all COVID can do is die and cause you to die. But carnality can cause you to die and go to a negative future. All COVID can do is take your last breath. But carnality can take your forever life beyond the grave. That's why we need preaching of the word and prayer meetings every day. Sometimes up to five to ten times a day. Staying in touch with the healer is what prayer is. It's not like I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul my keep my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now you may pray that prayer and it may have virtue if you pray it from your heart. But he makes a big deal about not getting your spirit involved in something that becomes just a statement. You've got all kind of people that say I care about you and then they never do. If you care about somebody, you pray for them. You behave in a cultural way, in a spiritual way that creates an atmosphere for them to be able to have hope. The Bible says we're saved by hope. In our life, in our lifestyle, our voice, our voice thought patterns develop either hope or emptiness. And so it's not about just going to the house of God. It's about going hungry. It's about pouring ourselves out and knowing what the question is that makes the answer a virtue. Because as the writer said some years ago, if you don't know what the question is, the answer never means anything. So I'm going to ask you, to take a sheet of paper today, tomorrow, but even today and give it to an usher or ask a question. You have the right 
to ask this pulpit questions and never be embarrassed about it. I don't care what it is. I was actually going to have us do it publicly, but I am convinced that it would be better and don't sign your name to it and just fold it up and you don't even have to do it today. You can do it next, well, Wednesday night or Sunday. And, and by the way, while we're talking about de- the future, Brother Seth Williams is going to be here the 25th on Sunday and then the 5th of October on Sunday. So we're uh, going to have a great revival service those two Sundays. And uh, hopefully on Wednesday night he'll be able to speak, but we for sure have got that going. And so uh, I encourage you, it's not wrong and it's not negative for you to have questions. It's okay. Now, you may not get the answer you wanted because I've asked God things before and, 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 and I almost missed the answer because it didn't look like what I wanted. So you may not get exactly what you want, but if it's true, that's going to free you because truth always sets you free. And that happens in a home. It happens in a marriage. It happens in a child-parent relationship. Truth makes you free. You may get a spanking for telling it for a minute, but the Bible says that a man or woman that doesn't chasten their children is worse than an infidel. That's huge. And the Bible says that God chasteneth whom he loveth. So if you're never getting corrected, you either got to stop to appear or a distant God. Now, all that was worth coming for, and it's not going to cost you, and we're not going to pass the plate again. All right. Did, did we get the lesson? I guess I got it, and now they got it. I want us to think about the heaven of heavens. And then I want us to think. That humans, point your finger at yourself or at least think about yourself. Born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. Somebody say full of trouble. True or false? You don't have to wake up and look for it. It just comes to your door. You don't have to go far in a car find out trouble is with you always God has left nothing of importance out of the picture from trouble to the heavens he filleth all in all thus he can confidently say in the day of trouble call on me I may be a looking like I'm a long way off, but I'm really down there with you because my spirit is all everywhere in the world. Because I feed the trees. I feed the rain. I feed the next breath you breathe. God is with you. The book says it this way, an ever-present help. In the time of need. 
Now, all you got to do, men, is reach over and clamp your hand over your wife's nose and mouth and see what's going to happen. And nobody trying it. And yet we let the devil clamp us up. To quit breathing the fresh breath of heaven. And the breath of the spirit. And then we expect life more abundant. Is that even natural? For you to clamp your hand over her I didn't see you do it you know what will happen everybody's looking at you she's gone or I would well brother Todd got himself a deal didn't he That's right. We're family, folks. This, this, this ain't no cheap deal. We're together in this thing. And we're going to walk together. And we're going to work together. And we're going to love together. And hopefully we're all going to go to heaven together. Amen. When he left, he didn't leave us with no opportunity or an op- a less open door he said I am the way I am the truth I am the light and I am the door but he said I- I'll tell you what I'm doing I'm going to prepare a place for you and then I am gonna come back and get you now if you really believe that you're gonna stay ready Because he said, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the trump of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. You see those clouds? That's what that's all about. And the Bible says we are saved by hope. Some of you might remember about 10 years ago when I was studying more about that hope deal. And and I came and told y'all I was going to start, I just going to rename our church called the Hopers. Because you're saved by hope. And everybody that, that's out yonder that wants to tag on the, you know, on the word saved, they, they just eliminate everything else. And, and they just think that if, if, uh, if you tag uh, the word saved onto it, no matter how you live, it's all going to be all right. That's why the Bible said study to show yourself. And that scripture is going to come up. But study to show yourself approved of God. Because he said the carnal mind is enmity with God. And then that next little slogan is not subject to the law of the spirit. Then he really clamps down on it and says, neither indeed can it be. Where that leads us to that scripture, no man can serve two gods. You will either serve the Lord Jesus or you will serve the satanic forces. Flesh. So he said, come unto me. 
The invitation is standing. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. He didn't say he's going to force it on you. He will never try to force you to go to his holy city. Take my yoke upon you. And then he says, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find what? Oh, do you know where that word rest goes to in the Bible? The Holy Ghost. This is the rest wherein you shall cause the weary to rest with a stammering lip and another tongue will I speak to this people. People don't mind cursing, and for whatever reason, the devil can talk them out of talking in tongues. I've never seen anybody blessed by a good cussing. Now, if you have been blessed by a good cussing, I want you to stand. I've asked that question in camps. I've asked that question in other churches. And I've yet to find anybody that was blessed by a good cussing. Not even the cusser gets that much out of it. They typically, when they find that face from the person they cussed, wish they wouldn't have done it. I have never seen anybody talk in tongues as the Holy Ghost moved on them and they felt bad about it. And I've never heard somebody close to them that felt bad about it. You may not understand the Holy Ghost talking through you in the Spirit, but the Bible says, Howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries. So it's not intended for you. Howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries. For the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father or the source of every victory, of every wisdom, of every glory, of every cleansing, of every level of freedom. And the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father for us with glory. That means supremacy. It is phenomenal what's going on. So marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Why does he say you must? Because he knows you want something better. He knows you want something greater. He knows you want to come out of weakness into strength. He, he knows you want to come into a level of wisdom that is greater than the wisdom of the world. They can create airplanes, but they can't create a resurrection. They can create colleges, but they can't create the Word of God. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's high time, according to Romans, it's high time for us to waken out of our deep slumber of being caused to sleep in this generation and rise to walk into the newness of life come unto me I am high and lifted up I showed you that my way is greater than the grave which the grave is called hell Sheol so if Mary the mother of Jesus needed to be born again of the water and the spirit 
Where does that leave most of us? Anybody here had a baby without having a relationship? But Mary was with child because the Spirit overshadowed Mary. And Mary was with child and gave birth to a baby that was the flesh of God. That's not a second person in the Godhead. That's the human way of thinking because humans cannot think on the high level until they are arrested by the blood and then filled with the spirit of the one on high. And then you can start beginning to understand and relate to that victorious power that the grave can't hold you forever. And the power of the Holy Ghost is going to take you out. How many millionaires we got sitting here? How many want to be millionaires? Stand up if you want to be a millionaire. If you ever get there, let me tell you what I know about millionaires. They never complain about people complaining about them having so much. Those of you that are planning to go there, and I'm glad to see it's quite a bit of my family standing. <laughs> I have yet to see a person that was wealthy take it too worrisome that everybody's making fun of them for having so many nice things. And if you think I'm going to start worrying about having victory and freedom and glory and the Holy Ghost just because everybody else thinks, hallelujah, that talking in tongues and stuff like that is weird, I'm here to tell you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's not some pitiful, powerless situation that elevates you to a level where you can triumph over the jailhouse. You can triumph over your best, the worst past. You can have victory and move into the superlative with a God that's got a real reality show going. So if Mary, the mother of Jesus, needed to be born again of the water and the Spirit, what makes us think that we can do better without having the Holy Ghost, without being baptized in the name of Jesus, because that is your seal of approval from heaven, that your faith is so active that you want to be buried with him in baptism. And it's just an act of faith, but that's the faith that is powerful. So let's take a clear look at the trail of triumph, what it's like. Then return they... Unto Jerusalem. Now you got to understand that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and, and, and the apostles, the disciples, they walked with Jesus and they just kept watching him do things to people that didn't really appreciate him. Oh, yeah, there was a nice array of miracles and there was a nice array of things, but the basic crowd only enjoyed the loaves and the fishes. They enjoyed the show when the lady with the issue of blood comes crawling through. The crowd 
She had to make her way, the Bible said. She made her way to the cross. She made her way to the Christ. Yes, she felt awkward. Yes, she felt like the only one in the service that day. Yes, she felt like the only one that was crying out because she was crying out, Jesus! But guess what she left church with that day? She left church with virtue. She left church with a healing. She left church with a future. She left church. Uh-huh. Oh, somebody ought to be shouting in your spirit right now. There ought to be a victory, something going on in your life. Jesus, Jesus, let the preacher preach. Preach the word. Preach the Holy Ghost. And when they, somebody say they, it's plural, they came in, they went into the upper room where abode both Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, all of those guys could tell you about the wonderful things they saw, how close they were when it happened, and the feeling that sensated them when they watched the miraculous happen, the breaking of the loaves, the breaking of the fish and all, and the healing of the miracle things that went on. They could walk away and do that. They saw it. They witnessed it. And yet, the witnesses, the followers, they went into an upper room where abode all of those. These, somebody say these, all continued. The ones that walked with them, Richard, and aren't y'all glad to have Richard around? I actually saw him doing something more than dancing. I saw him working with Brother Youth Pastor. That was a trip for me. I enjoyed that. These all continued with one accord. And somebody say, in prayer. I want to tell you, prayer is the breath of the soul. You can't go without praying. Because you're breathing the spirit when you pray. And prayer is not a one-way thing. That's a petition. He tells you, let your petitions be made known. But prayer is the breath of the soul. When you pray, and that's why I said, pray without ceasing. Live in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Think in the spirit. How to treat your wife, how to treat your husband, how to treat your neighbor. Love them. Too many people are waiting on a nice feeling. No, 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 no. You don't wait for a feeling. You create by your own spirit the feeling that you need. You have the authority over the negative feelings to rise in superiority over the negative feelings and that's what he means when he said you can trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you when you've been hurt get up look up call 
upward. And I tell you, you can do what their young man said today. Walk on water. I'm here to tell you, you can walk on what could drown you. You can walk on what would kill you. You can walk on what would destroy you. You can walk on it and trample on it. I'm here to tell somebody today, it's more than going to the house of God. It's getting bread at the house of God. It's getting renewed in the house of God. It's getting ministry at the house of God. So, these all continue. I wish somebody say all. Then I want somebody to say, Mary, the mother that birthed him. Now, if we're going to give anybody credit for not needing the Holy Ghost, it ought to be Mary. There's not a lady here at birth a baby that don't want credit for it. And I birthed you. And I'm going to help you. Ladies and gentlemen, if anybody did not need the Holy Ghost and did not need to be baptized in Jesus' name, it was Mary, the mother of Jesus. And yet, these, Mary, the mother of Jesus, continued with one accord in prayer and in supplication with the other women and with the brethren. And so the day of Pentecost was fully come. Mary, the disciples, the other women were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them. Somebody say them. I wish you'd say a couple more times. Them. 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 I'm here to tell you God loves them. We love them. We care about them. We are going to get them involved in the greatest thing that's ever happened in America or the world. And that is Christ in you. The hope of glory, of victory spirit every day. Rising to be able to breathe the breath of God every day. I thank him for the bank. Where you can go and cash checks on the prayer and the window of heaven on prayer and get them a remuneration from a simple thing called a paper. You take it to the bank and they hand you just a little piece of paper with your name on it. And if you've got anything coming to you. And so many people carry checks on the bank of heaven and never cash them at the window of prayer when all you've got to do is. Make your petitions known in faith. So when this was noised abroad, somebody say every nation. I'm sorry, I left that one out. There were devout men. Somebody say devout. Out of every nation. Don't you go capitalizing on the idea that because people are devout and they go do this and they go do that that looks Christian. If they are not filled with the Spirit, they're not going to be transformed by the Spirit when the trump sounds. I don't have that all in the notes here today, but you can read it in your Bible. At that day, 
the trump of God shall sound, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then you've got to do a little studying, but those who died in the faith, that's critical. Because faith without works is dead. And so, I, I, I don't know, I've got I to gotta get back off of that. I've got a whole lesson on that. So this is what you're seeing on the streets of our world. Why? 360 religious systems, and everybody's still asking why. Why do I need Jesus? Why do I need the Holy Ghost? Why do I need this? Even little babies don't understand. Why I got to take a bottle? Why I got to get my diaper changed? Why I got to go to school? Why do I have to obey you? Why? It starts when they come out of the womb almost. They don't care that you're trying to sleep. You think they give a hoot? No. They'll cry till you change their diaper. They'll cry till you give them a bottle. And I promise you, if you cry out to God, he'll give you a bottle. He'll give you a new name. He'll give you a glory. He'll give you a victory. He'll give you power because he's not going to have his lookalikes down here crying. There's one that has all the answers you'll ever come up with in questions. But, of course, this carnal nature, I want to be a millionaire tomorrow. Don't, let, don't make me work for it. Faith without works limits you. Listen to the other side of it. Work the work of Christ while it is day, for night cometh when no man can work. God didn't put that stuff in the Bible just because he had need. He just wanted to fill time and space. I get so amazed at these people say, "Well, it's it's it's." It, I mean, I know it's in the Bible, but that wasn't for us. Well, who do you think the letter was to? Is this all you got? I'm trying to relieve you of the oppression, the depression, the pitiful, and the powerless. I am trying to feed you the bread of life that is going to literally put honor on your epitaph and your name. And somebody's going to look at you and say, I don't know how they did it. But I tell you, something got a hold of them. Because all of a sudden, they were not weakened by the steps. They were not weakened by the, uh, the difficulties. They were not stopped because they had some trouble. Because greater is he that is for you than he that is against you. And if Christ be in you, then you will have those things you ask of him. All those question marks. Let me tell you, you're never going to satisfy anybody that has doubt. And you can satisfy anybody that has faith. No one will ever come 
to the place of superiority with doubt. That's why it's so important to be at the house of God over and again. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And even the more as you see that day approaching. Because the preaching of the word develops faith. The preaching of the word causes us to exercise ourselves unto godliness. The preaching of the word reminds us to focus. The preaching of the word causes us to gird up the the loins of our mind. And get it together again. That's why we come and focus ourselves in prayer before church. And then we begin to worship God during church because we want to entertain the light while the word or the singing is happening so the miracles can take place. (coughs) Going, growing, and living toward our being on earth. How long do we allow the mind of man to try once again to do our own thing with God's plan for humanity? Somebody say, Carnality is contagious. If somebody looks like they're being blessed in life without living for God, you're tempted to try it. That's contagious. If somebody looks like they are blessed of God and they're not serving God, If somebody got out, got, 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 got seemingly blessed by extramarital affair or some kind of a, 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 a wrongdoing uh, and they look like everything's all right. Don't you think for one minute carnality is not contagious? I am here to preach to you today what God gave me in the middle of the night and that is that carnality is so contagious because you've got a flesh body that is in tune with other flesh and if you don't crucify the flesh and the lust thereof I'm here to tell you you will fall prey to something weird somewhere and your dance and your shout and your victory will be limited And your pastor's not going to take your tithes and give you rot. I'm not going to give you stale bread. I'm going to feed you the bread of life that's necessary to get through the COVID era. The necessary ability to get through this sex-filled world that is promoting promiscuity on every sexual level. Ladies and gentlemen, it's high time for the church to rise up. To be the light of the world. It's dark out there. I promise you if you polled some of those 13 and 14 year olds right now. It would be embarrassing what they really enjoy. The irony of this. He created us. He birthed us. I told you earlier. The next breath is God. Without God, you couldn't breathe one more breath. 
And when he says it's over, you're not going to breathe another. They can resuscitate you all they want to, put all kind of machines on you. Brother Eccles will tell you, they've tried it. They've tried to make them breathe. They've tried to do everything they could. But when God says it's history, you're going just like you are. And that's why I'm not waiting till the day before you die to try to get to your hospital bed. I'm going to try to get to your mind here. I'm going to try to get to your heart here. I'm going to try to get to your rich thinking here. I'm here to tell you the wisdom of God is, is foolishness to carnality, but it is the wisdom of God about supernatural power to overcome death, hell, and the grave. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to stop at the graveyard. That's where the hearse lets you off. Carnality don't die. It lives with you forever if that's the way you live. And that's why the Bible said, be servants of God. He made sure we have instructions. Somebody say instructions. For living life at its optimum. How long shall you halt between two opinions? It's your life. I'm going to preach hard. Don't you ever doubt it. You may quit for a year and come back, I'll still be preaching hard because I hate hell. I, I hate what hell has done to some of my family. I hate what hell has done to some of my precious friends. I hate what hell is doing to some of the people in our city. I love the people. They're not going to ever find me not loving them because I was a part of that and he never quit loving me. I said he never quit loving me. He was kind. He was gentle. He let the door down and let all kind of things happen in my life. But he never stopped looking. He never stopped caring. He never stopped reaching. He never stopped loving. I'm here to tell you I am a product of somebody that went out yonder. But he could not quit. And I would not quit until one day I asked myself the question. What if there really is a heaven? And what if there really is a hell? Just suppose it is. And these were my statements to myself. What will I have really missed if there is no heaven? And what will I have really missed if there is really a heaven and hell? And I woke up. And I realized I could still have a wife. I could still have some family. I could still have a lot of good times. I still go skiing on the slopes. I, I could still go to Six Flags. I could still do a lot of nice things. And still serve him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I have never regretted it. I'm over 60 years of age right now. Some of you are looking very suspicious. That maybe it's more than that. Think. I'll never forget my dad. Six foot three, 270 pounds, 56 or 65 inch belt. I may have got those mixed up. But I know one thing, it was longer than I wanted it to be. But I'll never forget, 
him caring and saying, you can be what you want to be. You can get freedom from God anytime you want freedom from the world. You can get his freedom. Just simple. And he would look at me and he'd say, Just think, son. Just think. I grew up with that, so you're getting it. He really does hold the whole world in his hand. But he takes the clay, your life, and makes it over again. The word picture describes well the Christ. History reveals the trail of Christ. God furnished his lookalikes with a perfect paradise. Adam and Eve. God did not want a forced bride, so he offered evil at the best place they could ever be. They had all power to destroy and defy the voice of Satan. And living in paradise or living in a local Holy Ghost church, you can backslide. They remove themselves from the garden. And you can remove yourself from the presence of all power in heaven and in earth. Because carnality is a robber. It's a thief. Your flesh, and that's why the scripture, crucify the flesh and the lust thereof, is a critical statement. Because if you let flesh have its way, it will lead you into the shadows. There may be a little light, a little memory from the past, but uh, here's what the book says. One dead fly in the ointment of the apothecarian causes the whole thing to stink. Whose cup is this? Yours. Excuse me. Have a swallow. No, you know what I'm talking about. One dead fly in the ointment of the apothecarian causes the whole thing to be contaminated. Don't you let the devil have a place in your life because it contaminates the rest of your life. Don't you let doubt rob you of the joy. Don't you let fear rob you of the victory. Don't you let, no, 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 no. Pray always in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Brother, let me tell you something. There is something about that word of God and praying in the Holy Ghost that bring a united power source that you can trample over all the things that the devil would put in your life. The devil's after your marriage. The devil is after your life. The devil is after your place in this world. The devil mainly is after your place in the heaven. He hates God. He will never go to heaven. He don't have a choice to go to heaven. But we've got a choice. And I'm going to preach it loud. I'm going to preach it long. I'm going to be here. The book says he ever liveth to make intercession with the source of life. That's what Jesus is doing today. You want to know what Jesus is doing for you today? Here's what he's doing. That physical image, he's not 
the third person in the Godhead. He is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He is the only physical image there ever was. And the Bible said he ascended that descended, the same as he that ascended, uh, the descended, the one that ascended, and he ever liveth to make intercession for the Father with us, for us. That's huge. That blood that was shed on Calvary is still speaking in your behalf. How many of you know? It's, I got some notes on it, and I'll, I'll be forwarding it to you in the next few weeks. I mean, up here. How many of you know that the life of the flesh is in the blood? You drain your blood, what's going to happen to them, Brother Eccles? They're going to what? They're going to die. And if you ever lose the name which the blood belongs to, that's why you do everything. The Bible says, whatsoever you do in, faith, do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Because that's the lifeline. The blood is in the name. The name is authority in the blood. And that's what gives us our prerogatives and powers. Uh, praying in the name of Jesus. Being baptized in the name of Jesus. Receiving the spirit of Jesus. Uh, and I'm telling you, you become one with the source of life. Uh, and it is glorious. I see so many people that become one for a few days and then they forfeit the rest of their their life without prayer, without obedience, without sacrifice, without pursuit, and, and, and they wonder where's God. I'm here to tell you He is ever present help in the time of need. All you got to do is get back where you left Him, and that's when you're going to find the glory. And you're going. I don't know about you, but I feel like dancing. Somebody said He leaped over a troop and jumped over a wall. You just saw it. My mind said, don't do it. And y'all don't tell my wife. Because she's trying to slow me down on some of that. Is it only 11.30? Let's get out of here. We're going to have an altar service here in a minute if I can get the rest of this out. God provided a written law so all could visit and see. God gave us priests and scribes to reveal every means to help humans. God sent prophets, plans, means of wisdom, etc. to perfect sinful man. How many generations of us have committed spiritual suicide? What's happening to your school system? What's happening to your workplaces? I'm not willing that any should perish. There's a spirit in me that Jesus said, I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all could come to repentance, change their way, change their direction. Why in the world would anyone forfeit the blessing of one who came out of the grave, was born out of a woman that didn't have a relationship with a man? How? Vivid does the trail have to be to want to serve him and not them. God poured out his spirit on all who would receive it. Angels, ministers, the word. He sacrificed himself in public. He made an open show publicly. 300 plus religious systems claiming to be the way. And there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. You better do some studying before you forfeit your future. 
to an element. It's your turn. Man, Adam and Eve, descendants of all of them, continue to try to create stairs and gain a best future for all with buildings and physical means of elevation. I can tell you, you can't buy a spot in heaven. I can tell you, you can't work yourself there. But by faith, he said, follow me, and I will make you over again. I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new mind. I will give those elements strength so that you can turn around. He's like me, just a little harder turning them around. So you can go get her and lead her. And then lead them to a friend's. Go ye into all the world, teaching them what he did for your family, for what he did for your mind what he's doing for your heart and then a solid tried and proven way is in place and y'all can get ready to sing this altar is going to be open if you've never had the Holy Ghost if Miriam the mother of Jesus needed the Holy Ghost let me tell you you ought to be thinking seriously about doing what Acts 2 says forfeiture of perfection to socialize with what appealed to Eve as a better life she left paradise. And I encourage you not to leave the house of God without repentance, without at least telling Him the secrets of your heart, your needs. You say, Pastor, I've, I've got stuff on the stove and I've got this. You don't have anything more important than making your calling and election sure. He wanted everybody to know sin, our, our separation from God. Sin is just simply, simply separate yourself from the source. Damnable on any level of life. He, Jesus Christ, is and remains the light of the world. You don't want to try living in this world without him. Being born again is a choice. The details are specific and clear. The picture of life Jesus Christ has revealed, born of the Spirit, total holiness. He was tempted in all points such as we, and yet without sin. However, in spite of the pain and the shame, he lived through it all. He became all power for you and me. I wish you'd say that to your neighbor, for you and me. He not only died, he rose again. What is the likelihood he's not coming back? He came through a womb that had never known a man. He lived in the powers of hell all the way to the cross. The book said he was tempted in all points such as we and yet without sin. 
and we want to act like we can live it without the Holy Spirit that's why I said you're saved by renewing it you don't want to go without praying in the Holy Ghost because here's what the book says about praying in tongues Howbeit in the spirit we speak mysteries for the spirit itself maketh intercession with the father somebody say source the source of all life and if carnality is our source we're going to get abbreviated terms with poison of death in it so Christ in you are the Holy Ghost we know that the physical body of Christ could not be in us but his spirit is in you dad his spirit is in you sister Taylor she came to me recently and said I want to know more about prayer took three books out of my office so she could know more about the one who lives in her heart her soul I was never so honored I never more honored I guess I was honored that much many times over I'm talking to somebody it's time to pray not here in the service it's time to wake up in the morning praying it's time to wake up in the car praying it's time to wake up and prayer is not a one way street that's a petition prayer is listening for his voice because he's speaking I promise you if you've got a problem he's got you online he's trying to get your attention deception enters the world with confusion this is why he gave you the Bible so you could have in physical proof what his whole audacious plan is and was what deception plagues man what is it that gets a hold of a man that he will not surrender to the one that gives him his last breath and the next breath and live godly and holy for doing that to be a living letter to the world I got to turn this off or I'll preach another 30 minutes. That last one was worth it. But as they sing, I want to open this altar for those that want to renew their relationship with faith and a love for the word. Don't let the devil rob you of this time. If you was at a ball game and it was your kid out on the block, you wouldn't care that time went over time. You got all kind of hours after the service is over. But it's time to pray. I'm asking for intercessors that care about our city to slip down to the front and intercede in behalf Let's stir up a spiritual revival. Sing it. Sing it. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we're here for you today. The water's ready. We have garments ready. Pray for your children. Pray for your children.
sweet.